As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. This episode is brought to you today by Gusto. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially when you're a small business. Gusto is making payroll, benefits, and HR easy for modern small businesses. You no longer have to be part of a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and a great service to take care of your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. You sign up today, you will get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash rocket chip again gusto.com slash rocket chip so before we dive into the blockland conference let's take a step back and learn a bit more about this blockchain cryptocurrency how it evolved into what it is today and why is it so important to cleveland ohio I think that's a good idea because we could get into the initiative, but the thing is these terms that are being thrown around 
blockchain, all these crypto coins, not everybody really understands it. So I think a little bit of a primer is a good idea. So today we're going to take a trip back through memory lane. We're going to go back to the 70s, the beginning of this kind of online crypto culture and see how these terms cryptography, cryptocurrencies, blockchain have evolved into today and how that relates to Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. So by now, everyone has probably heard the terms blockchain, crypto, and a handful of popular coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum. But in case anyone needs a quick refresher, here's the former lieutenant governor of Ohio and current dean of the Cleveland Marshall College of Law at Cleveland State University, Lee Fisher, with a quick overview. Blockchain is a digital system of recording transactions that allows for secure, stable, and permanent data storage. Another way of saying it, it's a new way of sharing information. Uh, And why is it called blockchain? Because this unique system of storing and securing data has what are called blocks of digital records. Each digital record is a block. And when you link them together, you have a chain of these blocks. Hence, you call it it blockchain. Uh, And think of uh, Google Google Apps or think of Wikipedia uh, that is decentralized, where people can write entries into a record of information and share it. Now, uh, take that a little bit further and assume that it is very secure, which Wikipedia and Google Docs is not. In other words, you share the information, but once you've shared it, it gets into that block and it actually, once it's finalized, it becomes permanent and it's decentralized. And there's no one actor, there's no one person, there's no one organization that controls the entire blockchain. Everybody shares in it. So you have to trust everybody else who's got a block in that chain. So blockchain is a system in which a record of transactions that are maintained across several computers that are linked together in a peer-to-peer network. It's a database or public ledger that can be used in a whole multitude of ways. And along with this overview of what it is, it's probably useful to have a brief primer in the history of blockchain. And blockchain technology, it was first developed by the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto. Satoshi Nakamoto is the name used by the unknown person, or people even, who developed Bitcoin. It's the pseudonym that authored the Bitcoin white paper and created and deployed Bitcoin's original reference implementation. As part of the implementation, they also devised the first blockchain database. Blockchain as an industry, it grew out of the Bitcoin ecosystem when it was realized that the underlying technology that operated Bitcoin could actually be separated from the currency and used for all kinds of interorganizational ways. Almost every major financial institution in the world is doing blockchain research at the moment. The term blockchain was coined in its modern interpretation by Hal Finney in an email exchange with Satoshi in 2008. Hal states, it is mentioned that if a broadcast transaction does not reach all nodes, it is okay as it will get into the blockchain before long. 
how Finney worked in email security for most of his career and was a leading cryptographic activist. He was the first to develop a working proof-of-work system, which is very similar to the mining operations that are critical to the Bitcoin and blockchain ecosystem. He was also an early Bitcoin contributor, and he actually received the first Bitcoin transaction from Bitcoin's creator, Satoshi Nakamoto. But the term blockchain actually dates back to the 1970s. A blockchain is an old cryptographic construct where encryption is done in blocks, with each block encrypting a certain number of bits of plain text. To decrease the possibility of some attacks, like frequency analysis, encryption of each block uses some input from the previous block as part of the keys for the next block. While this doesn't have anything to do with the distributed database, it does have to do with the work that miners do. Specifically, each new block uses the previous block as an input, referencing the block it was built on top of. With these references, it's possible to calculate the length of a block chain, and more importantly, the amount of work done on a specific chain. So in 1976, four cryptographers invented a method called cipher blockchaining, which is the first reference to blockchain that we could find in the cryptography world. All right, so there's a little bit of history for you. But what is blockchain being used for today, besides supporting cryptocurrencies and such? We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. This episode is brought to you today by Gusto. Payroll and benefits are hard, especially for small businesses. You don't have the time to be an expert on things like taxes and regulations. And there are old school payroll providers that exist, but they're just not built for the modern business. Gusto is making payroll benefits and HR easy for small businesses. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy to get things right. Now, again, there is some competition for Gusto out there, but Gusto actually has a lot of things going for them. PC Mag and Fit Small Business, they've called Gusto the best payroll for small businesses. Gusto makes payroll a breeze. In fact, nine out of 10 users say Gusto is easier to use than other payroll solutions. And Gusto definitely saves you time. 72% of customers, they actually spend less than five minutes to run payroll. I know a lot of people that spend way more. Gusto is reliable. Four out of five customers actually reduce payroll errors after switching. And if you don't believe it, just Google it. People love Gusto. And how often do you actually love your payroll provider? Almost never. Most small businesses, they don't have an HR expert, but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not on your payroll or your paperwork. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com forward slash rocket ship. That's gusto.com forward slash rocket ship. So banking is the big one. It's reported that 67% of central banks are developing or using blockchain technology. And close to banking, we have companies like 
Numari that are decentralizing like a hedge fund model. Um, there are also platforms like Blockstack and Uport that think there's a future where identity can be easily carried with you around the internet, or even education where Learning Machine, a 10-year-old software startup, has started collaborating with MIT to launch the Block Search toolset, which provides an open infrastructure for academic credentials on the blockchain. I've also heard about companies working on improving voting, contracts, real estate. The possibilities are, are nearly endless. So can you really pay your taxes with Bitcoin today, Mike? That seems really progressive. Well, right now, businesses actually can. There's a website. It's called OhioCrypto.com where businesses can register and pay their taxes with Bitcoin. There's even a publicly traded retailer, Overstock.com. I'm sure you've heard of them. Um, they actually announced that they're going to become the first major U.S. company to pay a portion of their Ohio state business taxes in Bitcoin. Now, that whole initiative was actually led by Josh Mandel, who served as state treasurer for Ohio for two terms since 2011 wow. until just actually a couple weeks back. And right before his last term in office expired, I actually sat down with Josh to talk to him about this. Businesses from all over Ohio are, are registering to pay their taxes in OhioCrypto.com. Uh, we've also heard a lot of positive feedback from areas we weren't even expecting. Like I, I was this week, I was uh, talking with an uh, entrepreneur who's got a startup, blockchain startup company here in Ohio, and he said he was out there trying to raise money uh, for his startup. And part of his pitch to potential investors in other parts of the country is that he, he's building this comp this company in a state that is blockchain friendly. And he referenced OhioCrypto.com and the Blockland Initiative, the Blockland Conference, uh, as examples of that. And so you, you think about you know, what you and the other leaders did by creating this Blockland Initiative and the Blockland Conference, You know what we did by doing our small part building OhioCrypto.com. It, it fits into a broader picture of projecting Ohio as a national and global leader in, uh, in blockchain technology. And I believe if we're gonna grow jobs here in the technology economy, we have to first be leaders in technology. This is no longer a rogue group of cyberpunks. This is something that the government of Ohio is adopting and hoping to encourage other states to adopt as well. You know, I'm, I'm wondering, being at the center of this experiment has it really taken over the city? Are there still individuals who think this is all kind of a bit nuts? Well, a lot of the people that I interviewed for this series, they were excited and optimistic, um, but not everybody's a believer just yet. When I posted the first thing, I had zero, zero intent to jump into the discussion. I just thought it was this funny, this, I, I did this key. I was, I was just genuinely for myself, doing research on, on blockchain uh, and just using terms like hype and bullshit. And, and then when I saw the Blockland Cleveland ads come up with those Google searches, I, I just, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. And then it all kicked off from there. So I didn't, I didn't intend to do any of that, but I did, I did, I did perpetuate it once it happened a little bit. And what about this Bernie Moreno character, the, the now infamous car salesman turned blockchain hype man? Hi, I'm Bernie Moreno, and I'm really excited today to talk about our new AutoSpa membership program. Next week, we're going to leave Cleveland and visit other places in the world where blockchain is already booming. Places like Puerto Rico, where a child actor who starred in The Mighty Ducks is now a Bitcoin billionaire. 
and elsewhere, like Miami, Florida, where even the mayor himself is involved, and even your own stomping ground of Las Vegas, Michael. That's right. And then later in the series, we are going to return back to Cleveland and dive into Blockland. Thanks for listening to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship.fm is now part of the Podglomerate Network. You can check out all the shows on the Podglomerate Network at thepodglomerate.com. And there's some good ones. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jordan Aaron, who helped us mix this entire series, and we couldn't have done it without him. No, and also a big thank you goes out to everybody in this series that was willing to open up to us, whether you are a part of the Blackland Initiative, whether you are a naysayer in this Blackland Initiative, thank you for being there for us. Um, and finally, Rocketship is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We invite you to come over to productcollective.com and sign up to be a member. It's free to do that, and you can keep tabs on all things product, whether you're getting our newsletter every single week, uh, whether you're attending one of our live video Q&A chats with product leaders all around the world, you can even join our Slack channel with thousands of other product people. Just come over to productcollective.com.